Hey, I'm Jesse. We've arrived at chapter 12 of Nehemiah. We're resettling Jerusalem and we've got some, some role to take. And we've got to keep track of who's here and who's handling priestly duties. Here's chapter 12. These are the priests and Levites who went up with Zerubbabel, son of Shaltiel, and with Jeshua. And what follows is a list of names through verse 7. And there's, there, if you see deviations between this list and, and ver uh, verses 2 through 7, as well as verses 8 through 11, and then 12 through 21 between Nehemiah and a similar catalog in Ezra, it's because Nehemiah tends to favor the use of family names rather than individuals' uh, unique titles. And so they should theoretically align, but Nehemiah uses family names, whereas Ezra uses more specific names. Nehemiah and Ezra take different approaches. When we get to the final chapter, you'll see one crucial difference. Nehemiah uh, kind of goes to war and starts grabbing dudes by the beard and like yanking beard hair out when they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, uh, at least in his view. And then Ezra is more akin to just like kind of falling down and weeping and pleading with people. But here's, here's another difference that Nehemiah would use more, he would speak more formally and use, use family names. In this list of names, when you get to verse 11, there's, there's something cool. Actually, let me back up to verse eight. There's something else I wanted to show you. Uh, the Levites, Jeshua, Benui, Kadmiel, Sherebiah, Judah, and uh, Mataniah, he and his relatives were in charge of the songs of praise. Uh, this is really, really cool. If you remember the story of the, like, the sons of Korah, then you can see this beautiful redemptive testimony. Uh, these, these sons of Korah, whose father was like swallowed up in the earth right before them because of rebellion, uh, wrote some of the Psalms, some of these worship songs, if you will. And they show up in the Psalms. And then now we have this other record of people who were in charge of the songs of praise. And then also the next, uh, Bakbukia, if you're looking for a good baby name, uh, Nehemiah 12.9 has some great ideas for you. Uh, you can say that they're biblical. <laughs> Uni and their relatives stood opposite them in the services. So you had everybody who's in charge of the songs of praise and those who would stand opposite them. This was this was like the original green sheet. This was the original tech sheet, the original uh, planning center <laughs> list. If you're a modern day uh, worship band member, this is this is how they would do. It. These are the guys who were in charge of it. Like you have your role within the church has deep roots that go all the way back in the Old Testament. But in verse 11, this is a really cool. If you're a history buff, you're gonna love this. In the year 333 BC, this guy, Jedua, who's named in verse 11 and also elsewhere in the text, met with Alexander the Great. This is recorded in Josephus's memoirs. Now there's some debate as to if this is the same Jedua. I believe that it is. And we'll get to uh, another part of the text where you can, you can pick out which king was on the throne, uh, which one you believe was, is referred to by the, by the, by the name Darius. But this guy, Jedua, I believe, is the one who met with Alexander the Great, which is really, really amazing. The historicity of the Bible is so fascinating to me that these same names will also appear in extra biblical records. Verse 12, in the days of Joachim, also I think his name will, will show up as Jehoiakim, the heads of the family, uh, priestly families were Moriah, son of Sariah, Hananiah, son of Jeremiah, uh, Meshulam of Ezra, Jehoanan of Amariah, Jonathan of Malachi, Joseph of Shebaniah, Adna of Harim, Helkai of Marioth, Zechariah of Edo in verse 16. I believe, and it's not, it's not a, there's not a 100% consensus among Bible scholars on this, but I believe this is our prophet, Zechariah who would be used of God to write out Zechariah, of course, 12, 10, that, is, that, that, that prophesies Jesus on the cross being pierced with a spear. In fact, in John's gospel, it's quoted. 
right there at the foot of the cross. In the moment that we refer to as the passion narrative while Christ is on the cross being crucified, John refers to Psalm 34 and Zechariah's prophecy. So his roots go, go really, really deep. Here's verse 22. In the days of Eliashib, Joida, Johanan, and Jadua, that's the guy who met with Alexander the Great, uh, you can see how God is setting the, the context for the Gospel of John because Alexander the Great was tutored by, he was under the tutelage of Aristotle. And these guys are looking for the Logos, right? Well, this all sets the context for the Gospel of John where the Logos is introduced right there. In the days of Eliashib, Joiada, Johanan, and Jadua, the heads of the families of the Levites and priests were recorded while Darius the Persian ruled. There's some debate as to which Darius this is, which of the two Dar Darii, Dariuses? Darii, which of the two Darii it was? Darius the third, uh, Codamanus, or Darius the second, Nothus? Uh, I believe it was Darius the third because that's the guy who was in charge while Alexander the Great was alive. So uh, if you believe that Josephus's historical records are accurate and that Je uh, Jedo is the one who met with Alexander the Great, then you know exactly which Darius this is. It's Darius the third. If you disagree with Josephus, then you're probably in the camp that believes this is Darius the second. The point is the word of God is phenomenal in its historical accuracy, and you can absolutely trust it. This is so cool to me. It's the, the record keeping aspect of a building campaign at its conclusion. We're reading it today and members of the Redemption Church, one day this time capsule that we're filling, it'll be not as cool as this, but it'll be maybe more personal to us and our posterity, which is kind of cool.